Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is The Art of Awesome, episode number 54. I saw this on the back of a toilet door in a youth hostel in Tasmania, Australia. And it was a Bob Dylan quote. It was scratched on into the door. And it said, a man is a success when he wakes up in the morning and goes to bed at night and does what he wants to in between. Hit it! That's what I'm talking about. Wait! Okay now, from the beginning. Hit it, boys. Welcome to the Art of Awesome. My name is Nick Troutman, and I'm a professional athlete, entrepreneur, family man, and adventure seeker. My goal is to share with you stories, knowledge, and inspiration as we continue on the journey together, searching for that secret sauce to producing awesome results in everyday life. Thanks for spending some time with me today, and let's get to it. Welcome back, everyone, to The Art of Awesome. I am your host, Nick Troutman, and this is the show where we search for that secret sauce to success and the difference between the average and the awesome. Today is Monday, so that means we've got another deep dive interview with just a phenomenal guest, and I am just super stoked about the interview that I just had with Trav Bell. He is known as the bucket list guy. Uh, Trav is a coach, a keynote speaker. He's done a TED Talk um, and just finished his own book called My Bucket List Blueprint, which uh, we talk about in the show and, and highly recommend everybody go get a copy of this as it's super cool. But this is honestly one of my most favorite conversations I've had on the podcast so far. We go deep into the bucket list and Trav really breaks down and simplifies goal setting, gratitude, and the things that you just want to check off the list and say, I'm going to forget about that and move on to the next stage. Uh, Again, just a really cool episode. uh, And I think you guys are all going to get a ton of value out of this show. So But before we jump right into it, I do want to give you a heads up that uh, there is just a couple parts of the show that get a little colorful with the language. Uh, Trav is an Aussie, and I think just part of the culture there is there may be a little bit more lenient on some of the words. So if you're driving in the car with your children, uh, you might want to save this one for a little bit later as there are some language in there that gets colorful. But this is an episode that you guys are most definitely going to want to listen to. Trav just drops so many nuggets of gold and just knowledge bombs throughout the show. Um, and just the simplicity of how he puts it all together is is part of the beauty behind the whole thing. Though before we dive into the show, here's a quick word from our sponsors. Think about it. You've got some great photos on your phone. But what are you doing with them? If you don't have free prints yet, you've got to get it. FreePrints is a free app for iPhone and Android that lets you print all of those photos for free. You get 1,000 free 4x6 photo prints a year, and all you pay is a small shipping charge. You can even print photos at other sizes for next to nothing. Select the photos you want to print, choose the sizes, and you're done. Your premium quality prints will arrive on your doorstep in just days. FreePrints is one of the world's favorite apps. Download it now at freeprints.com and start enjoying real, professional quality, free prints. No subscriptions, no commitments, just free prints. Again, go to freeprints.com and get the app. 
and your 1,000 free prints. Let's wait no longer and jump right into it. Here is Trav Bell. Trav, first off, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast and just stoked to have you on The Art of Awesome. Nick, absolutely stoked to be on, mate, and uh, g'day from Australia. Well, thanks so much. So, Trav, you are known simply as the bucket list guy. You're a coach, a keynote speaker. You've spoken on many stages, uh, including a, a TED Talk and the TED Stage the TED stage as well. Um, you're also an author. You've written your book called My Bucket List Blueprint, which I want to jump into later. But um, can you just kind of go back to the start and tell us a little bit of how the whole bucket list thing began for you in the first place? Yeah, I um, I, I, I guess I, I grew up, and we're just talking offline there, um, I grew up, you know, surfing, surf life-saving, you know, lifeguarding and stuff like that and swimming down here in a place called Ocean Grove, Victoria, which is the state of Australia in the southern part of Australia. So I'm about an hour and a half out of Melbourne. So straight out my my window, I can see the surf. I'm about 500 metres away from the surf. So I've surfed my whole life. And um, I, I was pretty much a jock, as you say, in America. Yeah. <laughs> and that led me to do a physical education degree. And then in third year uni, I started this thing called personal fitness training back in the early 90s and I'm a little bit older mate so <laughs> it's uh back in the early 90s started one of the first personal trainers kind of running around Melbourne so I moved out of Ocean Grove went to uni up in Melbourne started personal training in Melbourne grew that business from one client to tens of thousands of clients first to franchise personal training uh, studios in Australia had a whole bunch of personal trainers working under that under that brand that I created um nearly over two million personal training sessions uh, you know, big one of the biggest companies in Australia doing personal fitness training, uh, one of the pioneers as well. Um, but there was a bit of a breakdown before breakthrough moment, I guess you could call it, and the warts and all kind of story of where, you know, just life, business stuff, legal stuff, some toxic people sort of came into my life and there was a bit of a downward spiral, went into some mild depression, um, albeit mild, you know, it was mild compared to what I've heard since. But instead of going on heavy antidepressants, uh, which is kind of like a Band-Aid effect, right, I decided to get like to get to the nuts and bolts what I was going through with my psychology. I didn't want to kind of, kind of sleepwalk through my life. So I found myself in personal development events and walking on fire, hugging it out and high-fiving it with strangers on the weekends, reading all the books, going to the seminars, breaking the arrows, bending the bars, you know, rah, rah, you know, all that Learned NLP, positive psychology, Akagi principle, um, life coaching stuff, you know, um, law of attraction, all all that. And I keep learning like you, mate. I just keep on learning. And um, it was kind of at the end of that. And I worked through some stuff. It was kind of at the end of that. A friend of mine said, why don't, why don't you teach this shit, Trav? I went, light bulb moment. And, I, um, and it helped me sort of compartmentalize why I was – why I was doing this in the first place it was to teach other people but inadvertently we're sort of coaching ourselves aren't we yeah. but uh so I put on a talk there's about 40 people in that in that initial talk that I did and I, I was absolutely shitting myself and it was it was a shit talk compared to what I do now but long story short it was about halfway through that talk that initial talk that I started sharing my list to do before I died I always had one written down since I was 18 and this is only 10 years ago that I did this this first kind of public seminar and it really inspired the group. 
and I was the only freak in the room that had one of these lists written down. And uh, started sharing it, it inspired people. And then at the end of it, Joe, one of the you know clients that were there, said, oh, how's this list to do before you die stuff? It's really, you know, got people thinking. It's like a bucket list. You're like the bucket list guy. And then I went, ping, light bulb moment. And this is in, you know, this is 10, maybe even 12 years ago when the whole online world was starting to really happen, online businesses. And, you know, that for me represented freedom. I read the Tim Ferriss's four-hour work week way too early on and, and, I, and I just went, yeah, I'd love to run shit from a hammock one day because I had all these commercial leases from the gyms and, and I'm just like burden, burden, burden. And I'm like, oh, God, that would be freedom. You know, travel the world and work online would be amazing. Now it's just like just what we do, right? Yeah. But back then it was really a, a pioneering foreign concept. But I thought one of the early movers, so I thought, oh, you know what, um, the bucket list, went home and registered the bucketlistguy.com with real no idea how I was going to monetize. I, I knew I love, I love helping people. I love, love coaching Speaking for me was the big domino that I had to push over in my life at that time and still do that affected a lot of other areas in my life um, and through confidence and getting over depression, helping others, all that sort of thing. Um, so I knew I was going to be a, a speaker sort of out of the gate, um, but I had no idea, you know, 10 years, 10 years later, here we are. I'm still running around the world as the bucket list guy. Um, and thank God Joe called me the bucket list guy and registered the domain name that was available. And, you know, mate, uh, you know, you're in sport, you understand you got to, you got to stamp your authority. So when I was registering the domain name, I went on to Google and went, who's like the Mac daddy. Who's like the king of bucket list in the world. Oh, look, no one. So fuck it. I'll call myself the world's number one bucket list expert. And I did. And it stuck. That's awesome. <laughs> and here we are. I'm on the Nick Troutman podcast. <laughs> that's that's super cool, and it's uh, it's there's a flurry of things within that story that um, I find really amazing. One where you just kind of, and we've I've talked about this in the past on the podcast, but when opportunity arises, sometimes you just have to jump at it, even if you're not ready yet. It, Sometimes you like you might have visions and ideas and dreams down the road of like, oh, you know, maybe one day I'd like to be a speaker. Maybe one day I'd like to be an author, all these kinds of things. And then somebody calls you the bucket list guy. You got it like and, and the light bulb goes off and everything. You like jumped at that opportunity and, and ran with it instead of thinking like, ooh, that's a great idea. Maybe in five, ten years I'll, I'll run, do something with yeah, it. Overthink, let me overthink that and not do anything about it. No, yeah. when... You know, and, and I guess I've been in business and I guess I was at a time in my life where um, I was looking to, one, create an online business, two, to allow me the freedom to travel around the world and do my bucket list because that is my number one priority in life, you know, because I say no matter what we do for a living, I say a bucket list is a tangible life plan where our career plan or our business plan should fit into our life plan and not be the other way around. So I've always had this list to do before I die that's morphed into now this bucket list and, and, and developed a whole life philosophy around it. Not going to companies, who you know, going to big organisations and talk about this, you know, tangible life plan in the form of a bucket list. And people are like, oh, my God, it gives them such a more of expansive why to get out of bed in the morning, you know. But one thing a lot of people don't know, Nick, is, 
This is all based on positive psychology, which is the science of happiness or the psychology of happiness. It's all about not just ticking cool stuff off and then that's all well and good, but it's really about having helping people experience more meaning, purpose and fulfilment in their life and, and be happier because let's face it, the stats are scary on the opposite side of depression, anxiety, you know, suicide, use suicides, the overprescription of antidepressants. Um, we've even got this thing now called the loneliness epidemic, which is a real thing, which is the adverse effect of social media. So that, that these sort of statistics are climbing, hmm. you know, and they're climbing at alarming rates. You go throw COVID on top of that, then you got a cesspool of, of mental health issues around the world, which is what we're experiencing right now. So this, this whole bucket list, I guess, philosophy is my way to, to combat that, to challenge that, to maybe change the narrative, change the conversation, give people maybe some, uh, a bunch of lights, bucket list lights at the end of the tunnel kind of thing. Um, but for me back then, it just felt right. It just, it was a values alignment. And I've done a lot of stuff around values. So adventure, fun, helping others, you know, uh, uh, health, you know, these are all, these are all top values of mine that if I'm not living congruently to those values, um, which a lot of people are not, you are, but a lot of people, as we know, are not, um, it's this thing called cognitive dissonance. And that's when you're not in alignment with who you really are. And it creates, it creates pain. And I dare say it probably creates things like cancer, hmm. you know, where you, you're just unhappy and you're just not, not aligned with your purpose. And so uh, I mentor a lot of other speakers and a lot of other thought leaders around this concept and, and help them find their bucket list guy if they're going to go online and find their sort of... Um, uh, their lens that they can they can you know maybe run a business and, and maybe you know direct their life through so you know for anyone looking in that in that direction I always say pick a pick a highway then pick a lane and then just own that lane I love that there's there's a couple things in there that you said that I find really interesting um one when you're talking about how Essentially, the bucket list is like your, whether you call it life goals, overall life plan, it's essentially like the, the roadmap to that, that best version of your life that everybody dreams of, whether you dream of as a kid or whether you're, you're dreaming of it currently. And I never really thought about it until right now. You said that you had a bucket list when you were 18. I look back and I've had a uh, you know a, a lot of lists of life goals of mine. I've never, and oh, actually that's not true. I've written them down regularly as just you know goals. I've never written it down with the term bucket list, and I have been fortunate to achieve a fair amount of them. And so therefore, I, I constantly am creating new goals. And I love that you have broken it down where it's a bucket list because it also goes back to something else I've talked about in the past, but it, where it's like baby steps, where if you're sitting at home and you might be depressed or just you're in, you know, the bottom of the barrel and life's hard right now and you've got this vision of your ultimate life that you want, it might be overwhelming to, to see yourself like it's so far away, how do I get there? But if you write it down as a bucket list or you list it out that way, then it's like, oh, I can just, you know, chip them off one step at a time. 
Yeah, baby steps. Yeah. Yeah, a lot more achievable. Yeah, yeah. And and it's it's people can relate to bucket lists actually more than goals because I uh it, it's so individual and they can be so small and so big and so varied. Whereas most people write down goals, they're all these achievement goals of maybe income and job and weight and all that sort of thing. Um but the fact is, uh, the fact is, allowing people to write their goals, bucket list, whatever. But the, f- the fact is that uh, first things first, people got to write, write stuff down. You get a forty-two percent more likelihood of goals actually manifesting, of actually coming to fruition if you just write stuff down. Remember these things called like pens and paper. Remember that old school? <laughs> you know, like there's research that suggests that. That if you actually write stuff down, yeah, go old school, analog. If you write stuff down, it, it's a more conscious process versus t- even typing into your phone. Yeah, most people don't even write their goals down, mate. Like I can go into a company and do, hey guys, write down your goals, and it's like I discovered fucking fire, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and it's all, you know, but <laughs> the the point being is is you might as well write some something down. But, but what the, the problem is, is what's easy to do is easy not to do. Right. No, I worry about my bucket. I've got a bucket list. Yeah, it's up in my head. All right. Well, you've also got a to-do list. And mm-hmm. guess which one gets done first on a day-to-day basis? And you go, you know, 10, 5, 10, 20, 50, mate, you know, all your life, years, just on the hamster wheel, you know, on your to-do list, but it's not until something traumatic or dramatic happens to your love, you know, you're a loved one or someone gets given a, a use by date, like, like the whole bucket list movie. That's why it's got a negative connotation um, or possible negative connotation. But it's not until something traumatic or, or you get given a use by date and you're suddenly reprioritizing your bucket list. Yeah. Now the whole movie, the bucket list movie is shit because it's about two blokes who get given a cancer diagnosis and then they write a bucket list. Right. And I'm like, hey, dickhead, that's a little bit late. Yeah, yeah. You know, how about we should have thought we should have thought about this before you're on death's door. Mm-hmm. But no, that's you know, unfortunately, human beings are like this, right? So human beings have to wait until they get smacked in the face for the or that level of pain for them to to move their ass and reprioritize. So what I what my whole mission is, and now we've got certified bucket list coaches around the world as well all teaching this philosophy or, or the, our programs. And it's all about helping wake pe- waking people up before they get given a use by day hmm. and no, giving a- them a structure and a framework. Yeah. It's amazing. And, and I, I love, I love how you're saying wake up before you get put on, like it's, it's easy and you hear it all the time that, you know, people that are about to die or that get given like a uh, three months to live, six months to live, all of a sudden life becomes, you know, now, not all of a sudden they go through the, whatever it is, the six stages you go through denial and and all that stuff. Um, and then eventually once you, once you come through with acceptance, then life is bright again because you realize, well, I've got, you know, so many days, I'm not going to waste it. I'm going to take full advantage. Like what you're saying though, why wait until you've got that and you've only got, why couldn't we all live like that every day? And, and I think that's the gist of what this bucket list is, is live life with intention starting right now. Don't wait. Because, because you know, so a lot of people are waiting until the perfect time. Right. You know, or someday to come around. And there is no someday. And, 
And I, I encourage people to, you know, um, just take some time out of their life to work on their life uh, mm-hmm. and, and not take this thing for granted. You know, we've got uh, the average age of death is around 80 years of age. And, uh, you know, most of the people I talk to are halfway there. And, and we really don't know when that use-by date is. I'm not a motivational speaker, and sometimes I piss people off, but I just talk about reality. And I did in a TED Talk, and, and you know, like it, you could have heard a pin drop when people realise how little time they've actually got left. Yeah, I did that in front of 2,000 people at TEDx Melbourne, and um, it's pretty. It, it can be it can be really scary. Um, we and we don't need more examples of people's you know fire going out too early we've got too many examples all around us every day so what do we need to do to keep present to that you know that's the big question and you know i encourage people to 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 start a bucket list write it down get it in action but it's not just about writing a whole bunch of cool stuff off it's really about how a person reverse engineers um you know, every aspect of their life in order to make this stuff come to fruition. It's the growth of them, and this is what I want people to really get. It's the growth of you on the journey towards these self-imposed destinations. And more importantly, it's about the person, the the bigger version of us that exists on the other side of your bucket list ticks, of your bucket list checks. And that's what I want people to get curious and excited about. Yeah. You know, yeah. because there's a bigger, and that's called our potential, right? And And when you see your own, when you experience more of your own potential, that's put a smile on your face, and that 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 is what it's all about. You know, Dalai Lama said, "Happiness is the meaning of life." You know, that's what we're all striving for, and um, you know, but people are dying at forty and being buried at eighty. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, it it really. Too many people, I think, are are doing that exactly where. They get stuck in this rut, I think, of maybe what society tells us to do, where it's like you go work and you forget about living life. And and now I guess on the contrary, how do you balance that like the to-do list with the bucket list? Or or how do you balance like chasing your passion with, you know, um with creating or like making money to support your family or yourself or anything like that? Um, well, it's not, well, here's the thing. Stop saying the word balance. Nothing ever balances. I think the word life balance is an absolute bullshit term that was, was invented in the eighties to make us all feel better about, about not working so hard and it's carried (laughs) through. So try not to think about work-life balance, um, try the concept of, of defining your own well, your own definition of work-life blend. I like that. I like that. Change, changing the word balance to blend. Nothing ever balances, does it? Like like you're an extreme kayaker, you know, and, and you know, and you have to travel around the world doing what you do and, and you're obsessed about it, you love it, and, and there's some sacrifices because of that. Yep. Okay, so there's no balance there. No, That's I, I 100% agree with that. And, and not only is it not a balance, I, I think of it almost, and I don't know if it's because I turn everything into a river analogy, but like an ebb and flow, you know what I mean? Where, where everything is in ebb and flow, ebb and flow the whole time. And so in, in sometimes 
you're chasing 100% for that passion. And then maybe at other times you have to like, you take a brief, brief, you know, moment, go make some money, do whatever, whatever else you need to do to come back. And, and you're kind constantly trying to ebb and flow through that, um, the, the different things that are, I guess, are important in, in life. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong on what you're thinking there, but. Yeah, I, because I, I do a lot of coaching, especially to like C-level executives and other founders and stuff like that. I, I constantly saying, well, um, I don't have all the answers, but, but just mind your language. Rather than saying or, say how can, say the word and. How can I do that and that and that and that and that? And then you get creative. How can I be obsessed, obsessed about that and that and that and that? How can I be obsessed about being a great parent? How can I also be obsessed? obsessed? How can I also, not all, but how can I also be obsessed about being a, a great speaker and, and traveling the world? And being an awesome, awesome um, partner. How can I have awesome health as well? Yeah. It's not an awe. It's not a sacrifice to, to bring something else up. How can you create a life? How can you create an ecosystem and a supportive ecosystem around you to have it all? I love that. I love how it's just a simple change in small little language words where it really changes the whole outcome and the whole vision behind it. You get resourceful. That's what happens. It's not a matter of resource. It's not a matter of resourceful. It's a matter of resourcefulness. It's a way in which you think and look at, look at, you know, I, I love, uh, uh, Grant Cardone's book. That's not a, this is, this is an actual bookshelf. It's not like a zoom background. Yeah. I haven't read any of them, but that's not the point. Um, <laughs> the point, that, but I love Grant Cardone's book, "Be Obsessed or Be Average," and that was like a real light bulb kind of moment for me. It's like, why can't you be obsessed about everything? Like, what have you got to do to be obsessed about everything? How can it's just all? See, Nick, you know, like we live in it, and Gary V is a big proponent of this. Is it's uh, our attention is our most our attention. Mm-hmm. is um, our most valuable commodity. What are we paying attention to? And second thing, are we present in that moment? So when I'm around my kids, I want to be present and I want all my attention to be on them. Not not like, oh, yeah, yeah, how was your day at school, guys? You know, da, 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 da. My attention's not on them. Put down the phone. Be obsessed about about being the best parent that you possibly can be. You know, be in the zone when you're throwing yourself off a waterfall. Yeah. You know that kind of attention. That kind of attention that you give that when you're throwing yourself off a waterfall with about a hundred GoPros strapped to you. <laughs> that um, you know, why can't you have that level of attention? and obsessiveness about every aspect of your life. It's all about just shutting off, shutting off the other things that are coming into your uh, field of vision. Yeah. No, I think and that's that, amazing. And that attention management is really what it's all about. And that's why yeah. people, people are shit at doing that because they're so just, people are so distracted so easily. And that's a muscle that we've all built up over time with social media and stuff, but it's the ability to, be focused, be fully attentive to everything. That's, 
I mean, there's a couple things you said there that are that are just pure gold. One, the fact that we're all distracted very easily right now in, in just life, how fast things are coming at us, the news, information, social media. There's just a lot of different things that are stealing our attention and very powerful um, devices that influences that are that are um, you know fighting for our attention right now. And then on top of that, that focus um, and the attention that we're supposed to give to different aspects of life, I, I think that's amazing too. And I think putting the phone away is is very important. Like one of my goals for 2021 actually is to to focus and play and give attention to my kids and not have the phone even in the same room. Like don't even be tempted to look at it. Don't don't look at the phone. Go put it somewhere else and then go play with the kids. And so I think that really is like what you're saying, just focus where that attention goes. And I think it's a lot easier to achieve whatever it is that your, your, your goals, your desires, your bucket list. You know, hundred percent because, you know, I learned this kind of, uh, I learned this through baptism of fire. Really. It was when I was depressed, you know, someone, someone said to me, mate, turn off the news. Yeah. Went, what, what do you mean? Uh, because you look at it, you start the day and end the day. We all start the day and end the day with watching or listening to or you know getting news into our feeds. And most of it's not good. Yeah. So if you actually control your inputs, it's amazing what can, what sort of an effect it can have on your psychology. And and just in that sheer, you know, just doing that alone was a big game changer. You know, it's 9.05 a.m. here Friday morning. And what I've done already, I didn't ride this morning, but what I've done already is I've already read, like I wake up at I wake up at 5 a.m., read read a book out loud. My partner to a partner and I, we have a, a coffee in bed, and I read out loud. My other bucket list item is to read 52 books in a year. Right. So just chapter by chapter, that's what we're doing. So I read out loud. It gets and don't when we don't check our phones, you know. Jim Quicks, don't don't check your phone in the first hour of waking up, and then because you become the bitch to everyone else's agenda. Yeah, he didn't say bitch. I said I put that bit in. <laughs> Jim Jim Quick wouldn't say that. <laughs> um, but the point is, you become everyone else's bitch. Um, <laughs> but the point is that you you set you, you know it gets it, it gets the neuroplasticity going. It, it it sets the course. It gets you thinking in the right direction. Um, and rather than be and have your attention on something completely different that's just not supportive of your goals. You know, so I've already written notes in the book. I read a book with a four-coloured pen. I go nuts and and we learn. And so from there, it's like bang, straight into this. And and then and then I'll, I'll t- I haven't even looked at emails. It's 9.07 a.m. Haven't looked at emails, haven't looked at social media yet. That's and I've awesome. got a global business. Yeah. And I've got I'd- people barking at me. I've got people barking at me. I know that. But I, it's like it's the ability – it's the ability and, and don't have notifications on, no news or anything like that. This is upside down when I'm talking to you, so I'm not getting distracted. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, trying to ch- trying to chain train that muscle is fucking hard. Yeah, I did. but it's and, a really good challenge. I imagine that also takes a lot of focus on your part to to try to change those habits. Try to you got to fill your white up. space. You got to yeah. fill your white space with your stuff. You know, so a, a blank calendar is terrifying to me. 
you know, and I know it is for a lot of other people. If I'm not full, busy doing the things that I want to do, then this is going to take over. Interesting. How do anyway, you... this is off topic. <laughs> yeah. No, how do you, how do you, um, like, are you constantly changing your bucket list? Are you like, I'm maybe I'm wrong, but like, was your reading 52 books, was that on your bucket list when you were 18? I'm guessing maybe no. not. Yeah. No, no, we've got three lists. So we've got three lists. We've got a future bucket list, which is all the shit that you want to do okay. right, in your life. And and this is not just, you know, there's, there's just, and I'm doing five things at the moment on it. You know, like there's there's things that take a lot of time. There's things that don't take any time at all. Um, there's things that you can do, you know, low-hanging fruit that you can do immediately. Some, you know, you've got to coordinate others. You've got the future bucket list and you've also got reverse bucket list. And your reverse bucket list is what you've done in your life. Like like that. that's, that's a big gratitude list. And we actually build that out first. So for people that haven't written a bucket list yet, I ask them to write a reverse bucket list first. You know, think of all the cool stuff that you've done in your life as if it weren't a bucket list all the way along and just claim it. Put it on your reverse bucket list. And so if you haven't worked it out by now, this is a massive gratitude exercise. And it's one of the pillars of positive psychology is to help people be grateful because we live in a world where we're constantly chasing the next goal, Right. And even writing down goals scares the shit out of a lot of people because of fear of failure, which is the same as fear of success. A lot of people don't even write down goals because they want it, they want to disappoint they don't want to disappoint themselves, you know, because they might have done it in the past and they haven't achieved it. So, oh, what's easy to do is easy not to do. Oh, I'll get to it; it'll happen. Um, but writing a reverse bucket list first and getting people to pay homage, be thankful, be grateful for all the cool stuff they've done in their life. People like. Oh, you know, it gives them a sense of real fulfillment, of satisfaction. Um, and I'll say, imagine, imagine you've done all this good stuff, you know, all these cool things around the world or whatever, or for other people or for yourself, and you've kind of been living by default. Imagine what we could do if we really put some intention behind this and, and to some design and a framework for the future. And people are like, well, if I've done that by default, imagine if I could do from what I could do if I designed it. Yeah. So it's helping people stop living by default, live by design, stop existing and start to live. Amazing. And so we, we, we carve out a uh, reverse bucket list. So we've got the future bucket list, a reverse bucket list. And basically whenever you, you know, tick something off, it goes onto your reverse bucket list. So I've just, I've just finished the book. And, and the book has, you know, been a massive, like it's only this thick, but it took me like 10 years to make it, uh, to publish it. It was just such a mission in terms of procrastination and perfectionism, mate. It was unbelievable. But um, the point being it, it, that's now on my reverse bucket list. I've done it, you know, so it goes. So, so the, whole, the whole thing is, is find a vehicle that, you know, find a vehicle, that being a job, a, a career, a, a business, uh, whatever, that, that a vehicle that produces um, our two most valuable commodities, and that is time and money. So create, get a vehicle that uh, spits out the time flow and the cash flow to allow you to do your bucket list. It's as simple as that. And find one that doesn't do your head in on a day-to-day basis. How about that? 
Amazing. I think that there's Trav's, there's Trav's, you know, philosophy on life. Find a vehicle that doesn't do your head in that you absolutely love, that spits out the time flow and the cash flow if you allow you to do your bucket list, then bang, there's a life well lived. A lot of people can't put all that, put all that together. And I think that's the holy grail, right? You find something that you love, never work a day in your life, which is bullshit. You're always working. And, uh, (laughs) and I don't know who came up with that, but find a vehicle that doesn't do your head in and, and that you love and you're of service to people and, and it's giving you what you need and what your family need to allow you the resources to, to do, do what you want to do. And, um, but a lot of people can't say that a lot, you know, what is 89% of people in America are disengaged in their jobs. You know, that's scary. There's 89% of people that go to go to their work every single day, just getting a paycheck and going home and not really engaged, like couldn't really give a shit. So that's wow. scary. Hey, yeah. And that, that depresses the hell out of me, those sort of stats. And no wonder our mental health, those statistics that I mentioned earlier are going through the roof. Yeah. But um, oh, we've got a third list. Sorry, we've got a third list. So we've got a re- reverse bucket list, a future bucket list, and we've also got a fuck it list. And I did not stutter. So the fuck it <laughs> list. So the fuck it list. I'll give you an example. I had climb Mount Everest on my on my bucket list. I went to Mount Everest base camp, advanced base camp in Tibet with my dad years ago. And we got to 6,500 metres, which is the highest place you can walk in the world um, before you've got to put crampons and get out the ice axes and getting on the rope and start going to Camp 1 on, on Everest on the Tibetan side. Yeah. And I, I had a shit time because I had altitude sickness. I was so, like, I was throwing up. I had headaches. Like, I had a, a constant hangover. And Dad was fine. Dad, my 68-year-old dad at the time, he was fine. Um, but I was shocking. So I and two and and Everest was another two kilometers above me. And I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> I just went, nah. Uh, I'm I'm as brave as, but I I nah, I leave it for other people. I don't, I don't think I'm gonna have a crack at that anymore. So it came off the bucket list and went on to the bucket list. And, you know, all the shit that you, that you do, Nick, there's a lot of people, you go and do a talk and I'm tipping that what, how you throw yourself off waterfalls and things like that. A lot of people would probably go, no, nah, fuck that. I don't, I'll put it on that list. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I love how you've, you've simplified it into the three different versions. And, and honestly, I think maybe arguably my favorite would be the past bucket list because I am a huge proponent and fan of gratitude. I, uh, I, I make sure that I'm being grateful every day. I try to do like a walk in the morning and, and just think of all the things and speak it out loud, all the things that I'm grateful for. Um, something for 2021 that I've been trying to do too is, is like a dinner time talk with my kids about what we're grateful for that day, different things like that. But I love how you have written it down as a list where it's like the past, like the past bucket list and just write down everything because it, it, it simplifies it, but it also, um, it lists it out in a way that you can look at that. And I would imagine, and again, I'm just speaking from my own personal experience, but the list would be fairly long. And I think most people's list, if you really were to write it down, would be quite long and it would be a quick reminder 
of just how grateful you are and how amazing life has been. And, and yeah, I imagine and times those... are tough. It's good yeah. to reflect on that, you know, and I, I created this for myself for, I created this whole thing for myself, for my former depressed self. Yeah. And so, so gratitude is what I started doing and this whole reverse bucket list sort of came to me in that. And, and I started sort of speaking about it, um, which is a great, you know, a great tool to measure whether this, stuff is you know this intellectual property is worth anything i started sharing this concept of a reverse bucket list everyone was like oh my god yeah i've done some really cool stuff and, and it lifts everyone gives a massive because because you know people go through troubles and and this is a really really good tool to help people recalibrate amazing no, I, I think it's amazing. It, re it really is. And I, and I just love the simple format of it all. Everybody can go find a notebook, uh, grab a pencil or a pen and just start writing and write down your, your past bucket list for gratitude. You write down your future bucket list for your goals. You, you've got your, your bucket list for the things that you've maybe attempted and just been like, yeah, screw that. I'm done with that idea. Um, cause we've all had a couple of those for sure. What's, What's next or what's something that's still on your bucket list? Uh, what's next for you, Trav? I think it might take up whitewater rafting, mate. You know, I, I think, uh, no, whitewater, whitewater kayaking. I got that joke wrong, didn't I? Um, <laughs> water rafting is a little bit more, more vanilla. Um, mate, I've got a, I'm doing a stand-up comedy gig. Awesome. Good for you. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to tell anyone where it is or when it's going to be. Last thing I need is my drunk mates as hecklers in the front row. Um, but I'm a public speaker. I am shitting myself. So I'm doing that. Uh, that That is on the – because, you know, we we kind of set out, you know, I go to all these places and there's a whole bunch of countries. I've been to a heap of countries, spoken to a lot of places around the world, but – you know, like we've had a third wave of coronavirus kind of coming into Australia. And, I, you know, I start off 20, 2020, you know, screw you, 2020, 2021, here we go. And this third wave, oh, no, keep your masks on. You're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to travel into it. It's like, ah, oh, your wings are clipped. So yeah. what do we, you know, you, you've got to find other ways. And this is why this has been really, this whole bucket list thing has been really interesting for a lot of people because there are a lot of people being a, a tourist in their own hometown. They've rediscovered things like, you know, down here, surfing, mountain biking, you know, all this local stuff that people can do, which has been really cool. Yeah. Um, and it's helped people learn new skills, new instruments. Um, that's one thing that I've, I when I did the book, I... I'm 47. I'm going to grow up at some stage, but I, for getting the book done, because I reward myself, I bought myself these, some DJ decks. Awesome. That's super cool. I'm learning, I'm learning all of that right now. And one of the, one of the things that I want to do is uh, DJ party this year. Awesome. I love it. I love how you've really just simplified it all. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I bought those. I'm learning that, and the cool thing is I find flow in it too. So I'm I'm like I just get lost, and then like three hours have gone. I'm like, where the hell did that go? And like, so you know, I love it. I can't play a musical instrument to save myself, but I can play those. <laughs> That's cool. Um, and it's a creative outlet. Um, I'll do another book this year. <clears throat> I want to swim with the whale sharks this year. Uh, 
stand-up comedy. Oh, probably solo skydive too. So they're awesome. the they're the kind of things I think. All right, they're they're doable. Don't have to really go outside of Australia to do any of that. I can do it kind of locally. Whale shark doesn't hang around where I am, but I have got to go somewhere else in Australia to, to knock that one off. Um, but these are all you know very doable things. Um, oh, learning Spanish is another one. Um, so they're the, they're the most immediate ones that I can uh, that I can think of. That's super cool, Trav. I love it. I love everything that you've set up, the simplicity behind the whole thing. I love how you've also got the intention to take the action towards all these goals. Um, and it, this has just been amazing. It's been a, it's been a trip for me to listen to because, I, again, I'm someone who is very goal-oriented. And uh, I, I believe, anyway, that I'm someone that takes action. But I just love the way that you've mapped it out and, and made it really easy for anyone to do and, and I'm definitely going to take a lot of uh, a lot of these steps uh, that you've kind of lined up for us I'm going to move us on to the next segment of our show just because we've been talking for a bit and uh, thank you for all the nuggets of gold that, that you've kind of dropped so far but uh, the second section that I call the fire round I'm just going to fire a couple questions off at you Trav do you have a favorite quote that you live by yeah there it is if you can see it it says, if it is to be, it is up to me. If it is to be, it is up to me. I love that. So for those listening, not watching, look at that. It's got even a rainbow on it. Look at that. Boom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so <laughs> if it is to be, it is up to me. My old swimming coach sort of, you know, um, you know, gave us that level of, you know, sort of ingrained that, I guess, at a really early age of taking responsibility not blaming anyone else, not using excuses, but take ownership over your own life. And, uh, you know, and that's probably led me to be an entrepreneur as well. And, and, you know, like I got that, I got that, you know, when I, at a time in my life when, um, when I needed to take responsibility more so. So if it is to be, there's up to me, that's a, that's one. I, and there's a Bob Dylan quote that I love. I saw this on the back of a dunny door of a toilet door in a youth hostel in Tasmania, Australia, after doing a big hike with my dad. And we, I don't know why we started a youth hostel, but anyway, and it's called, and it was a Bob Dylan quote. It was scratched on into the door and it said, a man is a success when he wakes up in the morning and goes to bed at night and does what he wants to in between. Wow. I love that. And I love the story of how you came across that as well. I mean, that's, that's amazing. It really is. Um, this again, I've just been having a blast with this whole conversation, Trav. Um, what is one lesson that you have learned recently, whether it be through a mistake or success? Uh, good question. Um, well, I'm in, I'm in business all the time and, and I have learned recently that it's really important as a leader to uh, get better people around you and, and to delegate better and to be a better leader, you know, and I've undervalued that. And like I realized about three months, four months ago in my, cause we've got now certified bucket list coaches. I'm founder CEO of that as well. So We've got certified bucket list coaches now in 22 countries around the world teaching this stuff. Um, they buy a, they buy a license, 
uh, and I've got a team that that helps them develop a business, like a life coaching business, but without saying life coaching, it's a bucketless coach business. And uh, and I realised that every conversation for the business was basically going through me, and I was bottlenecking the shit out of it. So I, uh, you know, I, I got out of my own way and I put some people in place and unblocked it, and now it's um, and now it made me happier like overnight. So cool. trusting other people getting good people on and not being the one that uh, remove your ego, you know, not making, not being the one that all the, uh, all the decisions need to be, need to go through. That's amazing. That's letting also go, something... mate. letting go, throw yourself off the, off the waterfall in your kayak. I love it. Yeah. I, I actually had a conversation with a good buddy of mine this morning about that exact same thing and how uh, uh, I'm also trying to implement that more in my life. Trav, do you have a, a favorite book or a current book that you're reading or just anything that's kind of inspired you along the way? Oh, there's so many. I'm reading, you know, I'm reading 50. One of the things on my bucket list is reading 52 books in a year. So, you know, the funny thing about that is, and I joke about it, I, you know, it started at War and Peace. You know, War and Peace is like a full-on thick, small textbook. Yeah. And I swear I'm going to start off with War and Peace and, and, and wade through that and end up with like a Mr. Men, like Mr. Tickle book or something like that. You know, <laughs> it's going to be like, you know, like super, they're going to get smaller and smaller and smaller and bigger and bigger text. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to finish with, with 10 Dr. Seuss books. <laughs> yeah. The cat sat on the mat and <laughs> yeah, that's super cool. Just to knock it out. Yeah. But, um, I- no, I, I, I'm reading, look, I'll go to the most present one right now and, and that's by my mate Andrew Griffiths and it's uh, uh, someone, uh, the title of the book, I haven't got it on me here, that someone has to, it's called Someone Has to Be the Most Expensive, Why Not Make It You? Very cool. Very cool. Um, I love, uh, what else have we got here? This was this was a big one. Um, Happier by Tel Ben Shahar. That's a really good book. Um, that's he's a really positive, really good positive psychologist. Um, that's a really good one for the for the mental game. Um, there's a book here. Feel the fear and do it anyway. You don't really have to read the book. Just <laughs> says it right there. <laughs> so anyway, there's there's heaps. I read I read a light night. Um, but I, you know, the, the the number one book I think everyone needs to read is uh, <laughs> the plug. my bucket list blueprint. No, I I definitely I want to check out your book for sure. I'm also a big reader. I've had to read 52 books on my bucket list for three years now, and every year I've hovered between like 28 and 32. So I've got a I've got to crack down a little bit more on my own reading. But I, I I'm Daily also habits, still. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still pretty proud of of kind of where I've come because before that I was reading like one book every five years. So I've definitely had a a good step in the right direction, but I've got to also uh, increase my my reading capacity. But I definitely also want to check out your book and highly recommend anybody else who is interested in reading and also just interested in the bucket list for sure, check out Trav's book. Um, If you could go back in time to any time in your life and give yourself one piece of advice, what would it be? Um, yeah, you often get this question, you know, what would you say to your, you know, your 18 year old self? Um, 
yeah, stay out of the nightclubs um, would be <laughs> one of the, you know, don't blow all your money. Um, look, I've got two 14-year-old boys. I've got a, 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 a 22-year-old, 22-year-old daughter, 24-year-old boy as well, and um, you know, someone giving advice to my former self to a certain extent and, the uh, the cool thing is is you know they they're, they're sponges for it too, and it's the sort of stuff that I don't I didn't get taught when I was uh, when I was younger. But you know, try as many things as you possibly can while you're young. You know, going out going the gap year, especially in America. You know, I think that's been a really big there's a big push for a compulsory gap gap year. So you go travel the world for a year, and it, and that breeds tolerance. And acceptance and a whole bunch you know and it makes us less insular makes us more open and there's a whole bunch of opportunities that come your way as a result of you know things like a gap year but um don't try and get hung up on your you know finding your purpose at 21 years of age like go out and try and test a whole bunch of different things give it six to 12 months and see where see where your passions lie after that definitely run your own business Definitely run your own business, you know, and I think that that can teach so many, so many cool lessons that you just don't get if uh, if you're an employee. Um, and also the the other thing would be to, you know, get into the property market as soon as you possibly can, buy a house as soon as you possibly can. But also last piece of advice is find unsubscribe and unfollow everyone that you can and identify a one to four people uh, that personify a particular goal that you've got in your life and Hmm. just follow them, read their stuff, you know, pay to play. If they're running a program, then do it. Um, read their books, read their autobiography, understand their psychology. If they're accessible or not accessible, it doesn't matter. But zero in on what your goals are and then follow those people and understand their psychology of what it took to get them to where they're at. Because if you hang around their ecosystem enough, you'll understand their psychology pretty quickly. I love that. And that's really understated because we're so distracted against by so many other influences is like none of them serve our purpose. None of them, you know, a lot of them don't serve our goals. So zero in on the goals, then find the people that best, the best personify that the, the best role models, the best examples of that. And then uh, get into their world. And I'm, I'm forever saying that, and that helps you just put those blinkers on for that particular area of your life. And so, um, you know, my, my, uh, I'll, I'll give you an example. My 13, oh, sorry, 14 year old boys, they're twin boys and they're right into computers, gamers, but they're fit as well. They're not like just these, you know, cave dwelling gamers. They're, they're actually fit. And, uh, you know, thank God. Um, and I went down, I went down to uh, James the other day and I said, uh, mate, what are you, what are you working on? He goes, oh, well, <clears throat> um, you always said if, if school's not providing you, you know, providing me with, you know, the, stim, the stimulation or, you know, I'm not getting challenged and they're smart, smart kids too. I don't know where they got, they got that from, but they're smart kids. And, um, and I said, if it's not, if school's not challenging enough, mate, you know, like, you know, challenge yourself, 
find other other courses online and this sort of thing. So I went down the other, the other day. Oh, what are you working on, mate? I get, he goes, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm coding, coding. I went, right. I'm, and I said, what do you mean? I'm learning Python, Python coding. It's a coding language. I've got no idea. Hmm. And uh, I mean, how many languages are there? They're main languages. Uh, about six or seven. And he said, yeah. And um, this is what Elon started with. He wow. said. And I went, oh, dear. What have we got? <laughs> and he knows, you know, he knows everything about, uh, you know, everything about um, Elon Musk. Like we bought him his order. He's 14. He bought his, and now he's learned three coding languages because they're the ones Elon started with. Wow. You know, and now he's starting to pay attention to Jeff Bezos and, and what he started with. And because I've always said, you know, don't, don't look at their accolades now. Don't look at, you know, they're running the Teslas and the Amazons and these sorts of things. Now, look at how they started. There's signs in that that that, that, that journey is very accessible if you get into the psychology and the backstory and the origin of where they came from. And so, uh, yeah, he's obsessed with Elon Musk. Whenever we go past a Tesla, he's just, he's all over it. He knows, he knows too much about it and to the point where uh, I'm surprising him. I'm surprising both of them actually with a test drive of a new Falcon wing Tesla in wow. uh, the next couple of weeks. And they don't know it yet. So this is, uh, this is going to be, that's super cool. Trav, that's amazing. And this has just been, again, one of my favorite episodes so far. I have personally have gained so much knowledge. One of the other things that I try to do with this uh, podcast is I try to produce value as well. So is there anything that you're personally focusing on that I might be able to help with or that maybe one of my listeners could help you out with? Oh, mate, you know, I'm, of course, I'm going to mention the book and, and stuff. And, um, you know, I... I <coughs> Uh, it's January now, but I, I squeezed to get that out before the end of the year because I, did, I couldn't I couldn't bear for me to write on my my to do for 2021. I couldn't bear for another year after writing it for five years, finish the book, <laughs> you know, <laughs> become a become an author. So I finished it. I I think we we got it out two to three weeks before Christmas, just gone at. Um, and uh, and it's been it went to Amazon bestseller um, on Kindle, which is really cool in uh, in a, a bunch of different categories. Uh, and one was adventure travel too. So you know, in, in <laughs> there was a whole bunch of uh, adventurers books that I that I toppled, which was good. But um, that was a bonus. But the point is, got it done. And uh, I've got a, you know, I've been signing, I've been signing all these copies, or been signing all these copies and sending them out around the world over the last, you know, through from from launching it through to through Christmas and New Year's, and I think it's um, now that it's getting into people's hands, you can actually go through the My Bucket List Blueprint framework in it and write your bucket list and write your reverse bucket list and all that stuff that I've just talked about. You can. Um, you can just, you know, I want you to write this with your pen and just absolutely abuse it. And then there's a little link at the at the back end of it that where you can uh, take a photo of your bucket list that you've written down and send it to me. And what I'm doing is basically, basically writing book number two, but which is like 365 bucket lists of wow. people from all different walks of life. So I'm collecting that at the moment. So 
yeah, if people want to get a copy, I'll sign a copy. Um, and I'm sure you put the link in there, mate. It's uh, thebucketlistguide.com forward slash book. That's awesome. So for anybody out there, please, let's all go check out. I'm also going to order it as soon as I'm done with this call. Uh, go check out mybucketlistguide.com and get a copy of this book. And let's all just write down our bucket list. We'll send it to Trav. Maybe it'll make it into the second version um, or the second book. But either way, the whole concept here, guys, is um, get your get your goals out on paper. Get your gratitude for your past bucket list out on paper. And I think this book is the perfect tool for this. Trav, is there anywhere else for people to reach out to you, um, whether on social media or something like that, if someone wanted to connect with you? Yeah, man. And, and yeah, uh... You know, probably Instagram, uh, uh, bucketlistguide.com, uh, bucketlistguide.travbell. Um, you know, I've followed you, you follow me, and yeah, we basically connected on there. And I think the gram is where it's at right now. And uh, and then all people can go to, you know, the bucketlistguy, thebucketlistguy.com or bucketlistcoach.com if, if they want to suss out um, becoming a bucketlist coach and join our tribe around the world so but uh put the put the word you know the bucket list guy and you'll find me somewhere i'm sure the bucket list guy i love that trav again thank you so very much for your time today this has been an incredible interview again one of my most favorite interviews so far i have learned a ton and I, I think all of my listeners out here are going to walk away with some value added uh, for listening to this conversation. And for you guys out there listening, if you did get value out of this, I please, please, please highly encourage you uh, to share this out with someone else who might need to hear this, with a family member, with a friend, anybody who might be you know, feeling a little depressed or just living life to the fullest that also might need this bucket list uh, guide. And yeah, anyway, just please share it out to anybody that you think might need to hear this. Thank you guys all so very much for listening. I'm Nick Troutman signing off, wishing you all an awesome day. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.